Designed to accelerate executives' learning and career growth at four different stages, the comprehensive leadership programs at Harvard Business School Executive Education deliver knowledge, skills, and perspective that transform your ability to lead. Prepare now to face tomorrow's challenges with confidence. Immerse yourself in a powerful, proven learning experience with full-time HBS faculty and talented peers from around the world. To learn more, visit hbs.me slash leadership. That's hbs.me slash leadership. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit. With subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio tonight. We're so glad that you joined us, whatever part of the world you're listening from. If you're listening from the Philippines or Africa or whatever state you're listening from, wherever you are, whatever time zone, we're so glad that you're here tonight. And uh, um, I just wanted to give you a a, a special announcement that um, my co-host, Adam Grigsby, is no longer going to be my permanent co-host. Uh, He's pursuing finishing a book, and also he's going to be launching out into, he's trying to plan a missions trip overseas, and also he's starting his own radio show now, so that's that's a good thing. We're praying for him, and he's mentioned that he will come along and be a guest uh, from time to time, so we look forward to those times, and we're happy for him that God's launching him out, and also a quick a uh, quick shout out to Pastor Alan Halls. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Pastor Alan! Yeah, yeah, yeah amen, amen. So tonight we're continuing the 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 series on on healing as the children's bread. We have special guest, uh, Frank, Doctor Frank Sumrall, who's been in the ministry for over fifty years, and um, um, man of God, that we're just so happy to have you here, uh, Doctor Frank, and. With no further ado, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you so much, Deborah. We enjoy speaking to people and sharing the word of the living God. We're dealing with healing is the children's bread. You find that in Mark chapter 7, verses 25 to 30. Having to do with the fact that the Syrophoenician woman comes, presents herself to the Lord Jesus. She has a daughter that's demonized. And uh, Jesus said to her, says, it's not proper to cast the bread to dogs. Now, we would be greatly offended by that because we couldn't understand that. But anyone that was not Jewish was called a dog in those days. So that's what he was referring to, that you're a Phoenician woman. You have a Greek background. Therefore, you're not a child of the covenant. That's basically what he was saying. But her faith was so strong, she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs they take the crumbs that fall from the master's table. So healing is the children's bread. If this is the first time you've tuned into this, we gave a little background having to do with it. We have had wonderful blessings in the air of healing in our life. Uh, Grandpa Chandler, way back when, that's my grandmother's father, way long time ago, Chandler. And he had a stroke. Basically, I just give a short story on that, that he had a stroke. They took and put him to bed. But uh, across the the paddy or the uh, backyard was an atheist. And so the woman's prayer meeting would come in and pray for Grandpa. And uh, he was so full of the devil, he said, you know what? 
He said, I believe that old man's going to jump up tomorrow and then probably jump over that tin rail fence. Well, Grandpa had a good night's rest, got up in the morning, forgot he was paralyzed, stroke instantly left him, went out there, checked something on the garden, and he jumped the tin rail fence. That atheist saw it, called for my aunt, says, uh, I need to talk to your mama. I want to get Jesus in my heart. And that time he got born again by seeing what God did for Grandpa Chandler. So we're talking about history of healing throughout the Sumrall family. Grandma Sumrall had a cancer on her breast for such a long time. And uh, her husband wasn't saved till the last few years of his life. And he would kind of ridicule all the time. And she would complain about the fact the pain was so intense. And finally, when she had a dream that Jesus came and touched her and took away the cancer in her breast. And so her husband, being an unbeliever, said, well, why aren't you talking about this? Why aren't you doing that? She had gauze all up and down her breast, and she opened those things up, and out fell a thing that was black and looked like an octopus, which was the cancer. And she had new skin on her breast. God instantly healed her. Then, of course, my dad had tuberculosis in both lungs. He only had two and a half hours to live. That's a story in itself. He was a rebel from God. And the Lord said to him, he said, you see that? He said, on this side of the bed, you'll have a picture of the Bible. On this side of the bed, you'll have a casket. You're going to choose one of these tonight. So he thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. He, he said, well, the Lord, as long as you give me breath, I'm going to preach your word. Instantly, he got healed that night. The next day, my grandma comes in. And uh, she said, uh, I don't want any more grape juice. I want a full breakfast. Now, living down south, a full breakfast means grits and gravy and eggs and, you know, ham and, I mean, biscuits and oh my lord just makes me hungry thinking about it so he was instantly healed called to preach started preaching around the world and they started from schoolhouse to schoolhouse and he traveled all over the world when he was a little over 20 21, 22, 23 around that age and so then myself from the time that I was from one year old to 10 I had an impediment of speech I stuttered didn't even say my name correctly. I had a lot of problems in school, trying to articulate, trying to say something, and it wouldn't come. The Brother Roberts came to our city, had prayer for me, said, loose this boy's tongue. Instantly, I was set free, and that changed everything in our lives. Well, just recently, just last week, as a matter of fact, we have red ants here in Florida, and a red ant came up and bit me, and I must have been allergic to that red ant's poison. Uh, my wife's a nurse, so I thank God she was here in the house. And my whole body started getting flushed. It started getting bumped, started getting all kinds of stuff, started getting weak, kind of passed out on the floor. And it was getting bad. It was really getting bad. Breathing was hard. Finally, she pulled me over and got me to the couch. I knew I wasn't going to die because I had been through too much stuff. So she gave me some medicine. That means medicine and prayer can work. You can use both of them. And so I used that. She gave me some real strong medication. Went to sleep. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon when I kind of came out of it a little bit. 
I looked and all the bumps and all the other stuff was gone. And I don't look to see any red ants. When I see them, I will destroy them. But anyway, we're talking about healing the children's bread. That means it belongs to us. And one of the names of Jehovah is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals me in Exodus fifteen twenty six. And uh, as we've studied on this, now actually there's about 14 names of Jehovah. There's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. There's Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Jehovah Shammah, I'm the Lord that's there. And uh, Jehovah Sekenu, Jehovah Shalom, I am your peace. So we only touched a little bit there. But here's the great question we have to deal with. Is healing in the atonement? That's the question. Is it yes, or is it no, or is it maybe? Well, I believe the Word of God. Now, let's look at a scripture in particular. Let's turn over here to Isaiah chapter 53. Chapter 53, Isaiah 53. And in that chapter, it gives much information in regard to healing it talks about the stripes laid upon his back. In Isaiah chapter 53, we'll begin reading it. And let's see, just in this, uh, as we watch this, look at it, sometimes the pages are kind of very thin, but I'm looking at it now. Uh, this is actually, okay, this is in uh, verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we just wear our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The uh, torture of flagellation did not come until the Romans, when they came into power. So Isaiah, when he wrote that, he had no idea what he was talking about. He had knowing inside his heart, inside his life, that God told him to write that down. He did. Isaiah was written 700 years before Jesus ever came to this planet. And so as that, it said, by his stripes we are healed. By the flagellation, by the stripes upon his back, when he was there at the whipping post, the Romans were doing it. They were whipping his body. 39 stripes. Because in the Roman law, if you were to hit 40 stripes, you yourself would be beaten that same way. Because that was the law, 39 stripes, that was it, completed, which means that he finished it. And actually, one of the scriptures tells in the Old Testament that the plow was plowed upon his back. So, notice what it says there, down to verse 7, look at that. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened the knowledge mouth. He is brought forth as a lamb that is slaughtered. As the sheep before shears is dumb, so he opened him not his mouth. All this is talking about the Lord Jesus in the 53rd chapter. And how wonderful. And then he says that he did this to 
bear the sin and the transgression and made intercession for the transgressors. That's why that, that amazingly enough, that one of the thieves on the cross said, remember me when you come to your kingdom. And Jesus said back to him, today you will be with me in paradise. So looking just at those words from the word of God in Isaiah gives us much information in regard to healing. And so you've got to remember again, in the Old Testament, healing only came by obedience. Promises of God were conditional. If you do this, I'll do this. You do this, I'll do this. The condition of it. And so what that 53rd chapter of Isaiah is revealing the heart of Father God. Father God's heart has been revealed by what happened to his son. And so, therefore, we as God's children, we have the right, we have the privilege of coming before our Father, saying, Lord, we need a healing in our body because of what Jesus went through, that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes were healed. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Also, too, you can look up the fact is that it talks a little bit about, talking about the having that he carried, he took our punishment from us. There's two Hebrew words. There's the he born or he carried it. The word is nasa, N-A-S-A, in Hebrew. He took our punishment for us. And then a little bit later on, you see the ways of the sorrows. He talked about the sorrows. It actually should be pain mentioned there. And that same word has to do with the fact of Leviticus 16.22, that when they had the two scapegoats, one they sacrificed and the other they let go into the wilderness. And so what God is saying all that confession, everything else, you can just take that, you can take that scapegoat, just like that scapegoat went back in the wilderness, take your sickness out, take your pain out, all the things that bothered you, all the things in your mind, all the things in your heart, all the things in your life that have not brought glory to God. We send it out into the wilderness and away from us. Also, too, remember when the children of Israel, when they were bitten by the serpents in the wilderness, God told them that they construct this brazen serpent. He said, whoever looks on that serpent shall live. You find this in the book of Numbers, chapter 21, 5 and 6, that the snake that was there, that was an antitype of the Lord Jesus. Because what Jesus said in the New Testament, he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. John chapter 3. That was a brazen serpent. And said, who shall ever look at that brazen serpent shall live. We can say today, whatever situation you're in, whatever problem you're in, whatever need you're in, I'm telling the power of God, the glory of God, the manifestation of the Spirit of God can touch you and heal you and set you free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm reminded, see, I was my dad's pastor, 
working with him, associate pastor, for 17 years. And in that process of time, we saw all kinds of people. Got a young man that drove up from Kokomo. Kokomo is about 90 miles south of South Bend. And so as he drove up from Kokomo, he was pale, very pale. I mean, he was as white as a sheet. I said, what's your problem? He said, I have AIDS in the last stages. They say that I have a death sentence on me. And so I said, well, first you need to know Jesus. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to come into your life, and he will set you free. And then I want to pray the prayer of faith for you, and I know that the Spirit of God will touch you. Well, anyway, we believe so strong in that. He did save his son's prayer. He had Jesus come in his life. Brilliance came into him. His eyes started opening up and seeing light. He said, I've never felt this way before. I said, now we're going to cast that out of you in Jesus' name. I put my hands on the power of God, hit him, he went down the floor. He stayed there for quite a while. Then we pulled him back up off the floor, and he was instantly healed of aid in the last stages. That's our God. He can do anything. Don't care what kind of situation, this Ebola thing is going on, whatever thing, anywhere in the world. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm telling you what. We know one who is the great physician. (laughs) His name is Jesus. He is the great physician. The great physician. Not a practicing physician. Again, look at Hebrews 13 and 8, which gives us information. And it says that Jesus Christ is the same. How long? Yesterday, past, today, right now, and forever. The sad thing that we see in many churches is they believe that scripture to a point. They said, yes, he did it yesterday, and yes, he'll do it tomorrow forever, but they don't understand that today is the day of salvation. That word in the Greek, salvation, has to do with the complete work that God has in your life, body, soul, and spirit. That means you don't have to be sick. You don't have to die with diseases. I've seen so many people healed all over the world of every kind of disease you can possibly mention. I've seen people who are in the last stages of sickness come out of those stages and are healed by God's mighty power. Today is the day of healing and of miracles and setting mankind free. Oh, my, 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 my. We're seeing it in a greater measure. In fact, uh, just just wasn't long ago, I I was hearing this inside of myself, inside my spirit. I was hearing it, that in the years to come, the Holy Spirit of God will be stronger than ever before in the lives of men. The reason for that is we're facing a battle that's coming up so strong. You notice you have wars, wars and rumors of wars and uh, terrible weather everywhere. You have everything, every sign that you can possibly mention in Matthew 24. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, having to do with the fact that signs are the last days. We know about that. But what basically we're dealing with right now is healing, healing. If you need to be healed by the power of God, you can and you will. Those that have migraine headaches, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I command in Jesus' name for you to be healed. Receive it right now. 
those with arthritis all pain through the body in the name of Jesus in your arms and your shoulders and your leg and your back every part of your body that has the condition of arthritis arthritis you're under the name of the Lord Jesus thank you Lord set the captive free you're doing it right now those with problems with eyes and all the problems with the neck and all the different problems in your body interior in your chest area in your stomach area in every part of your body that's hurting right now pain I said get out right now oh, hallelujah right there right there right there right there right there right there that means we can rebuke it and it has to go in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus God is on the throne healing setting people free in every division and every kind all right. Now, I choose to live in the blessing, not the curses. All the way through the word of God, especially in Deuteronomy 28. The curses begin in, in verse 15 of that chapter. Then it goes all the way through to 68. Now, I believe in the blessings that God has set before his children. So healing is the children's bread. Now, how did Jesus heal the people? How? What were the ways? Number one. Now, you can take notes on this because this is it's going to get kind of interesting here. I'll spend a little time on each one because they're so important. The first thing that God will use to heal you is your faith. By your faith. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, that everyone has the measure of faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans verse 17. So it has to do with the fact that your faith can get you well and whole. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And we're going to look at that just for a moment here. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, Matthew chapter 9. And look at about verse uh, 22, Matthew 9 and 22. So everywhere you see the mention of the Lord Jesus touching people, healing people, setting them free, there were different ways that he dealt with him in a specific manner. Uh, today we have many ways of praying for people and believing that God has touched them in such a Marvelous way. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, this begins in about verse 18 of chapter 9 of the book of Matthew. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler, which him said, My daughter is now even dead. Come, lay your hands on her, she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him and did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood. Now, that's what we're talking about. We're going to deal with that in specifics. With an issue of blood, 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said with inside herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Verse 22. But Jesus turned himself about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole 
from that very hour. Now we're talking about New Testament times. So Jesus died a little bit later on. Now when he died, he presented himself before the Father. And the Bible tells us the position of Jesus at this moment, at this time, it said he ever lives to make intercession for us. You find that in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25, that he ever lives to make intercession for us. Now, in dealing with that word intercession, it has to do that pleads our case before the Father. He is interceding for us. So, as you see, this particular woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, remember, she said inside herself, this was not a vocal statement, letting everybody know what she was going to do. This was from her heart to God's heart. And she said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Then she moved away from the people, and Jesus looked around and saying to himself, who touched me? And this woman Touch Jesus by her faith. I tell you what, that's exciting. That means today, in 2014, you can touch Jesus by your faith. We have a measure of faith. Now, we can spend some time just teaching on faith in itself, but the Bible says we can do that. The ability is there, and all we have to do is reach out and touch him. Now, look at James chapter 5. In James chapter 5, we have information again about healing. And that is very powerful and wonderful and glorious. And generally, we quote from James a lot. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, the Son of God, even in his own family, they did not believe him until after the resurrection. I'm telling you, they did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God until after the resurrection. Here in James chapter 5, we see so many things. Okay. And, uh, and we're back, and we lost. Um, Brother Frank, but I'm going to notify him and I'm going to let him know that uh, we lost him. So I'm going to go and I'm going to let him know. Until then, I'm going to make a couple of announcements. Some is, uh, if you have any prayer requests at all, any questions, comments, testimonies, anything like that, then you can just go ahead and you can call one eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven, and uh, you can call there with with any of those. And normally we have operators from available from from seven to nine or from eleven to one a.m. So it's eleven p.m. to one a.m. or it is going to be from 11 p.m. to 9 p.m. So that's one eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. And hold on, we have Dr. Frank back again. 
<laughs> Hello, we got you. We only lost you for a I second. Think, I, I think what you. happened, one of my pastor friends back in Indiana oh. was trying to call me. I tried to decline his call. He kept on calling. Oh. So I finally put an information thing on there. He's like, I can't talk to you now. So that's what the deal was. All right, we're back on it again. I'm glad and, about uh, that. Glad you're back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So what I want you to do is turn to James chapter 5. And this talks about healing, how God wants us to be touched right now. It asks the question in verse 13, is any among you afflicted, asking the question? Well, of course, there's all kinds of afflictions out there, all types of things. And having to do with the fact, if you look at it, the Greek has to do with the plight, distress, the suffering, the hardship. That's what it's talking about. So it says, are you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing song. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up, and they commit any sin, it shall be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Then he goes on and talks about the man of God. Elias was a man subject to passions like we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, that it rain not on the earth for the space of three years and six months giving all that information having to do with the fact all the way back when, when that took place. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So we're just dealing with a few of these areas here tonight. I don't know how far we'll be able to advance ourselves. So the first one again is your faith can't heal you. In Matthew 9:22, that's what it's talking about. Then the laying on of hands which we have seen happen many times. We have seen the laying on of hands. Uh, just several years back when I was in Nigeria with Brother Bonke, several years back, uh, the crowds were so great that he just couldn't go lay hands just on anybody. And so the way that he operated after giving a salvation message in a prayer, asking them to come to Jesus, which they did, he generally said, who's sick? Just put your hand on your body, you will be healed. And so many out in the audience. And we, that at that time, uh, every night, about uh, oh, maybe seven days or more, maybe a little more than that, maybe ten days. And then watching those things happen, the ones that got healed would come to the platform and testify of the sicknesses that they had in their body. And so that's the way when it was done there. And then we did not see in Africa, especially in Nigeria, hands being laid on people because of the intense crowds that every night would have around about 200,000. When you've got 200,000 people and you start having miracles happen like popcorn, they will rush that platform and tear down just to get to the man of God. So what Brother Bonke did, and I watched him, I sat right in the front row. I, was, I, I sat up on the platform. And so we were sitting on the platform watching exactly what he did, noting exactly what God was doing. And what was so amazing, this was during the rainy months that he scheduled a crusade in the rainy month. And just before we came to the platform, the rain would stop. Then he would preach, 
after he preached and blessed the people, the rain would come back. And did that for the whole week. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And generally what he would do, he would wave his hand over the audience. And those who were sick, they would be instantly healed. Those who want the baptism of the Spirit, they'd be totally filled. And they'd just fall. When they fall, they fall like cordwood. Nobody to catch them. They'd fall on top of one another. You say, to the, nobody got hurt. See, you're answering that question. Nobody got hurt. The Spirit of God took over, and it was powerful, powerful time that we saw back then a few years ago. Now, notice what we said, the laying on of hands. We can do that. And we're seeing that happen. Now, as I have been saying many times, and I will say it again, that one of the things I want to avail yourself of to you is why don't you send me a cloth? I'll take that cloth, put oil on it, just any kind of oil, and I'll pray for it, but always put a return address, and I'll send it back to you. And you shall, and we'll be healed by God's power. We've seen that happen all over the world, and God doing it. According to the scripture, so... This is in Acts 19, if you would turn there, please. In Acts chapter 19, we see the operation. God is moving in such dimension from the Apostle Paul. This is verse 11. And God wrought many special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from her body was brought to the sick handkerchiefs, aprons, and the diseases parted for them, and evil spirits went out of them. <laughs> right there. It's in the book. So I believe it, and I receive it in its fullness. Again, if you're just listening for the first time, we're talking about healing is the children's bread. We're giving you point by point an area of truth. And these are ways that Jesus healed the people, and which is ways in the Bible that was done that particular way. Your faith is number one. Lay your hands on the sick in James chapter 5. That's number two. Number three was your clothes and your aprons being anointed in Acts 19. Not only that, but speaking about those things that God has done for us, the miracles that are provided. Look over here in John 21. In John chapter 21, we have some more. Great, great things. Actually, this might be the scripture I'm looking for, having to do with the fact that it's just so great and so wonderful. And so, I mean, it's even above what we ask or think. Uh, this is the 21st chapter of the book of John. Oh, yeah, it's so great. Uh, look at verse 24. And this disciple, which testified these things, wrote these things that we know that his testimony is true. In John, say John. Chapter 21, verse 24. And then in verse 25. And there are so many other things which Jesus did, the which, if it should be written everyone, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Think about that. The miracles that have taken place, the power of God in full evidence, healing, touching, setting people free by the power of Almighty God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Of course, we've seen it happen so many times. I've seen blind eyes been healed. I've 
deaf have been healed. Uh, lame people have been healed. Cancerous people have been healed. Uh, the story goes on and on. I, I have seen about every kind of person that whatever sickness it has or they have had, that it has left their body and they have received the mighty power of God touching them. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, now, this is an amazing thing because in the media, whether it be the radio, whether it be satellite, whether it be Internet, things like that, I was preaching down in Fort Myers just a couple of years ago. And uh, in the congregation, with like a, a Brazilian congregation, I was speaking, an interpreter. And so as I was preaching, preaching and sharing and giving out the word of God, God spoke to me and says, pray for the one that has the infection in the right arm and the doctors cannot do anything for her. Have her raise her, raise her right arm and she will instantly be healed. I didn't know where it was going to take place, so right there in Fort Myers. I just said, okay, this is what the Spirit said, and nobody in the audience. So, I love, you know, sometimes you miss it, sometimes you don't. And so I was thinking, I said, well, maybe I missed it. Well, to my amazement, this was being broadcast to Brazil. There was a lady in a Brazilian church that had a hookup to the Internet, and she did what I told her to do, and she had just been to the doctor that day with an incurable disease in her right arm. She raised her right arm, and she was instantly healed, and she called back. She says, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, and gave the testimony to the person listening on the other line. So we have seen the power of God in operation. He can heal through the telephone. God can heal through the Internet. God can heal through satellites. He heals through television. All these different ways that God has today that God can reach out and heal you. Now, here's an interesting thing right here. Turn to 1 Corinthians. Now, all this could take a long time. You could teach every one of these things. You could stay quite a while. In 1 Corinthians, this would be chapter 12, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. In First Corinthians chapter twelve, add in verse nine. It is because of the time that we have included here and the study that we've done, we are touching specifically the high points. So we, we are seeing what God is doing in the direction of the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and look at uh, verse 9. Notice what it's talking about here. This is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And so as we're looking at this, uh, it talks about talking about the diversity of gifts, talking about the same gift, talking about uh, in verse 6, it said the same gift, the operation of the gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Uh, verse 8, the one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, to the same Spirit, to another, faith, by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing. And that's a plural gift, meaning that there are many, 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 many uh, different diseases out there that God has given men authority in his name, diseases. That's what we're saying in that 
moment of time. So God will heal and shall heal the gifts of healing by the same spirit. Another working of miracles. That's even greater. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kind of tongue, to another interpretation of tongues. So that in itself, in that study, we could stay there for a long, long time. So I'm just hitting these things. Uh, number seven, what we can do in James chapter five, James five, this is so powerful because this is what the children of God should be doing. And as we look in James chapter five, we've noticed several things in James. Now we we, we know that James is the half-brother of Jesus. We know that his book is about five chapters long. And so we know that he had contact with his brother. But like I said before, that the whole situation there of the family of Jesus, they didn't believe until the resurrection. All right, look at James 5. And let's look up about verse 16. Okay, it said, confess your faults one to another, pray for one another. Now, that's what we're going to deal with right there at this time. This is number seven. Praying for one another that you may be healed. Many times we've done that in different churches, that we have laid their hands on everyone. Inside the congregation, just put your hand on the brother and pray for him and believe. Pray for one another that you may be healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, where are we going? Okay, that's a good thing because we are moving around in time. We did lose a little time, but we're still headed down the road. Uh, look at Third John 2. Third John 2. This is the most powerful scripture, which deals with the saints, dealing with people that know Jesus. They're born again. They love God. They're serving him with all their heart. Because as he writes, 3 John, he writes 3 John, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper in every direction and be in health. How? As your soul prospers. 3 John 2. 3 John 2. It belongs to you. We can preach on all these things because... But the basics of it is this, that you can have is reach out, reach out and touch the Lord, reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Say, Jesus, I need a healing in my body. Call yourself healed. Call yourself blessed. Reach out and touch him. How wonderful, how glorious. Now, not all of them are the attacks of the enemy the sicknesses that have come, we have situations regard demon power. We're going to deal with that just a little bit because that in itself, demonology, is very, very, very intense. We could get into that for some time. There's numbers and all kinds of information about that. I want a specific look at Mark chapter 5 because this is the demonic of Gadara. And uh, one of the things about this demoniac that's filled with demon spirits. And he couldn't think or hardly do anything. He would, they actually tried to tie him up, chain him up, and he broke the fetters. 
That means he could break chains by the power of the enemy inside of him. In that fifth chapter, which talks about the demoniac of Gadara, the demoniac of Gadara, that was the location that he was at, just right around the Sea of Galilee. And so this is what it says in that fifth chapter. It says, they came over to the other side of the sea. Now, the reason they call it a sea is because, you know, it's really a lake. We would call it a lake today. We didn't call it a sea. The reason they call it a sea because of the boisterous wind, because of the high waves that act like a sea, they can sink any ship because the wind would come violently over the mountains and would hit the water and would be unbelievably disastrous for any vessel to try to cross that water. So they came over the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship immediately, they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. We had a bunch of them there. But he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could find him, no, not even with chains. Because when he had often bound with chains and fetters and chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken to pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones, which means that he had a self-destructive spirit. He wanted to kill himself, so he would cut himself and lance himself and let the blood pour forth from him by the demonic power. But this is powerful there. Having to do. This is what happened. So all when all this was taking place, look at verse six. But when he saw Jesus, who? The man of Gadara, when he saw Jesus, he ran and worshipped him. Now, the devil did not worship Jesus. The man worshipped Jesus, which tells me no matter how much power the enemy thinks he has, he cannot totally control you. Because this man had over 2,000, according to the pigs that were choked, in the lake. And so it that if you really want really to get to God, you can get there. There'd be a whatever. Jesus can set you free. The crown of your head to the sole of your feet, he can set you free. So, it's an amazing thing. So, after all this happened, now, he did worship. He worshiped him. The man did. And then, verse 7, the enemy takes his voice again, cries with a loud voice, says, What are we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that you torment me not. Because they know the time of the torment that will take place. They know that. Those spirits know that. And what did he do? In verse 8, he said unto him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. That's what he did. He cast it out. But he's given us power to cast out all kinds of wickedness in his name. So what happened? When this was noise abroad, <laughs> this was so wonderful. And when it was noise abroad, and when they said, they had come to see this man, told exactly what happened. Verse 15, and they came to Jesus, and they saw him that was possessed with the devil, 
and legion was sitting and clothed and his right mind, and they were afraid. <laughs> Why did they have to have? They could have been more fearful having regard to what he did before, but they were afraid to see the power of God in full demonstration. That's what we're talking about, the full demonstration of the power of God. So there are a few people, I don't say everybody, there are a few people that have been taken over by the demonic power. So we see this in several places. Remember in Luke chapter 13, it's specifically about a woman that was bowed down for 18 years, and Jesus called it the spirit of infirmity. Notice that she was 18 years with this bondage. But notice her connection. Now, this is very powerful. Luke chapter 13, verse 11 through 16. It has to do with the fact that the reason Jesus touched her, cast that thing out, because ought not this woman, the daughter of Abraham, mean that she was under the covenant, covered by the covenant. But I want to tell you something. We're under a better covenant. We're under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Lord, that you have set the captive free, 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 from sickness, from disease, and pain, and everything else that's going around. I tell you, all kind of junk is going around. But we don't have to look that way. We don't have to act that way. We proclaim liberty in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn to me with Acts to Acts chapter 10, verse 38, which says these words. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That's so powerful. That's where Jesus received all the fullness that God had for him. Working through that, the purpose of God, setting men and women free. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The major scripture right there having to do for healing, setting the captive free. First John 3 and 8 For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. (laughs) I can stay on that one a while, too. 1 John 3 and 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Through you that are full of God, full of the power, full of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you what. This is our day. This is our day to see the captives set free and to see the glory of God in fullness, watching what he's doing right now, right here in this land. And other lands all over the world, we're seeing a demonstration of the kingdom of God in such direction and such power and such might and such glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to read just a few more. Then we'll have to kind of close this off because it's getting about that time. 
and we will continue with this again. So this is going to be a kind of a kind of a longer thing. Now tomorrow night, what we're dealing with, we're going to deal with the book of Daniel. And I tell you what, when the fourth chapter, read it, and you shall and will be blessed. Again, may I say to you that in Acts chapter 19, when Paul anointed plots and sent them out, I want to do the same thing. I've seen it done before. I've done it myself. So I want to give you an address. You can write me at 12808 Adventure Drive, Riverview, one word, Florida, 33579. Frank Summerall. And... Uh, I believe that great things shall and will happen to you. Let me pray for you right now. I feel anointing to pray for my friends, my neighbors. Maybe I've not met you before, but by this connection, we have touched our hearts together. Father, we thank you for the touch of the Master. We thank you for your touch. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your love. Love displayed. Thank you for the anointing of God that destroys every yoke of bondage. And in the name of Jesus, every friend listening right now, may you be healed from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. In Jesus' name. And all those that are suffering from thoughts in the mind, the confused mind, I rebuke the confused mind in Jesus' name. That a spirit of peace will come on your mind right now. And the Bible says, perfect peace have they which love thy law, nothing by any means shall hurt them. Oh, my, my, my. Psalm 119, verse 165. So as we just get ourselves together, get yourself ready, get yourself positioned. Next time, just have your Bible open, have your heart open, start receiving from God. So it was so good to be with you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. On the 11th day, of August 2014. I'm going to sign off now. May you be blessed, body, soul, and spirit. It's God been wonderful. It's been a wonderful, Dr. Frank. So okay, it's awesome. been a great time. Thank I've enjoyed you. myself immensely. Thank I have, you again. You're welcome. Okay. Bless you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 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 God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Well, that was absolutely wonderful, everyone, all this teaching that we're having from Dr. Frank Sumrall. And I am learning so much myself and also have a lot of things also to share. But um, as Frank was, uh, as Dr. Frank was talking about, about, he said that if you have a handkerchief Like, for example, he read the book of, let me just go to it right here. Well, he, you know, because um, Brother Frank is, he's inviting you to send handkerchiefs uh, so he can pray over them. And the anointing will get in them, and it's totally scriptural. It's in the book of Acts. I'll read it to you again. 19, the book of Acts, 19, verses 11 through 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Now that's very, very scriptural. 
In fact, you know, there was there was a story, I think it was R.W. Schoenbach. I'm not totally sure. I think it was him. But there was this lady, I think it was her sister that was in a mental institution. She was having all kinds of problems. And basically, it was it was, it was because of demons. So um, she was oppressed and... And they had a lot of control over her mind in that area. And so this lady, her sister, wanted her, of course, to set free. And she could not, um, her sister, who was in the mental institution, could not have any kind of, I guess, cloths or anything like that. But she was allowed to have you know, little treats and foods that maybe her sister brought in. So this lady asked R.W. Shambach, I'm not sure if it's him, but I think it is, but she asked this man of God who had the gift of healing if he would pin, and even if he didn't have the gift of healing, this is scriptural, that if you're an anointed person and you're a servant of God, that the anointing will go into the, the handkerchiefs or the aprons um, when you're preaching, and uh, so anyway, she asked him to pin a package of M and M's to his shirt, and he's while he was preaching, and he's thinking, "You want me to pin a package of M and M's to my shirt while I'm preaching?" But he did it anyway. He 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 pinned it to his shirt, or he put it in his pocket, or something, and he continued preaching. And then he gave it to that lady, back to that lady, the woman's sister, and she took it back to the mental institution to her to her sister, and her sister ate the M&Ms. Well, um, I guess a couple of nights later, um, the the man of God came out, and this this two ladies went up to him, and and the sister presented the lady who used to be in a mad a mad state um and she was totally healed set free in her mind all from eating M&M candies that were were used I, so basically it's sort of i mean that was so awesome can you imagine this woman eats the M&Ms that are totally anointed and she gets set free just like that there is also another story of this woman whose husband, I think he was into alcoholism and maybe some drugs, and he had a lot of anger issues. And so what she did was she made sure that she got a a man of God that had a handkerchief that he could use, you know, to attach while he was preaching. They They prayed over it, and she took it back. Well, what she did was she got a couple of handkerchiefs. She sewed them in her husband's pajama bottoms and his pajama shirt and his pillow and in other areas. And this, he did not know what was happening. He he used to get so agitated at night, he'd throw his pillow across the room. Well, it wasn't him that got agitated. It was the demons because of the anointing there. And within a week or something like that, he was totally delivered, set free by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So that right there is is awesome. I mean that it just 
it, it's, it's a powerful thing right there. So, you know, if you want God to do a miracle in your life personally or even in somebody that you love in their life, just send him a, a prayer handkerchief or, hey, even if you want to get radical, send in a pair of your husband's pajamas or your son's pajamas or shirt. And and then you can, after he's prayed over you and he sends it back, they'll never know the difference. Say, here, I bought you some a new pajamas or I bought you a new special pillow. They'll never know the difference and they'll be totally set free. So that address, once again, is 12808 Adventure Drive, Riverview, which is one word, R-I-B-E-R-V-I-E-W, Florida, 33579. And you address that Frank Sumrall, S-U-M-R-A-L-L. What a word, Adventure Drive, huh? So um, Dr. Frank Summerall is more than willing and delighted and able to to send you prayer cloth, you know, send you back to anoint the uh If it's a prayer cloth, pajamas, pillow, stuffed animal, whatever you feel that you can, you know, that you want him to pray over. I mean, it works in, in any regards as I was thinking about that M&M story, so... And the story that woman has sewed it in the handkerchief into her husband's pajamas and into his pillow. So you can do that as well. You know, one uh, a lot of a lot of um, things that that makes me think here that uh, I thought about a lot of things as I was praying to the Holy Ghost about what to what to speak about and and in um. And you know, in my in my uh, in my area, at least on what I feel, I would like to talk about what I feel the Holy Ghost is is asking me to talk about. Is I feel led to give you a testimony about when I used to be actually used to be in a wheelchair. I had a I had a situation I had a sickness where I was very very uh weak. And so the Lord, you know, the I mean I was the Lord of course, I mean he he kept me, he saved me and um but I was very weak so I had to be in a wheelchair. So I was in a wheelchair for about 3 years. And I could I was able to walk, but it it would take a lot of effort, and I would walk very slowly and not very much because of how weak I was at that point. So what happened was I had gone, I had I had visited this one particular church on several occasions, like maybe two, three, four, five, six months, you know, um, on and off. I had visited them, but they had seen me. A lot of times in, in the wheelchair, enough times to know that I wasn't some kind of con or anything like that. So I, I, um, I, what I did was I, I went there, and <clears throat> I'm sorry about that making the noise there, but anyway, so I went to this. I went to this church and I 
I, um, you know, I had gone to the church on several occasions. So I went to the church enough times for them to see me in the wheelchair. So on one on one occasion we had a guest speaker, and this guest speaker, um, I, he felt led to call me out by the Holy Ghost, and so he called me out and he sighed over me. And there are actually quite a, a quite a few heavy steps at that um, at that a few heavy large steps at that particular church. And I was I had gone there in my wheelchair and I was at the bottom and uh he this 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 guest speaker asked me to to you know, he prayed over me and asked me to as a as a sign of faith and as a matter of faith to take a step up. So I I I was I was scared, but I did it. He laid hands on me. I took the step up because I was a little nervous because of the weakened condition that I was in. So I took a step up on that step, and and then the, the man of God he says to me, he says every step that you take is a step higher and a step closer to the throne of God. So, they and there were like about six steps I climbed, maybe one or two by this time, and with the help of a of an usher, they got me up to the very top, and and I and then they helped me down when I was done, and bearing in mind these are really large, tall steps, so they got me down, and as I as I got down on the bottom. I kept thinking of what he said, that every step I took was a step closer and a step higher to the throne of God. And I just kept thinking about that. And so I got, I I, I wanted to go more. So I asked Asher, I said, please help me go up the steps again. I really want to go up. I just want to keep, I just want to, I just want to keep trying because I kept thinking about it and I, I the more I did it the more I thought of it the more faith I had so he he helped me some more and I, I, with his help and holding on to his arm and his assistance I went up and down the stairs again and then I did it without his assistance and I think I took maybe like five by the time by the time I was done I was I was um I was I was completely uh, I was completely free of that wheelchair and in fact later on on a different on a different journey on a different trip to to the uh church I actually left I actually left the wheelchair at the altar I I took it to the altar I actually took it and I I had it um, I had it all decorated with with ribbons, like yellow ribbons. Which, by the way, I think I think it means freedom. The yellow ribbon does, but I had it uh, I had it all with with the yellow ribbon, and then and then I went in there, and somebody had spotted it because I had kept it stashed in the 
in the um you know, I kept this I kept it in the church until I felt that I was um you know, until I felt that I was um until I found the person that the wheelchair was supposed to go to. So, and I found that person who I felt it was. So anyway, I went up to the altar and I left it there. I had polished it, made sure it was all looking nice and clean. And, and then I put, I put the, um, I put the yellow, you know, I, I, I wheeled it up to the altar and uh so and i left it there i i i i thought about how god had had just freed me from that and i had been in a wheelchair for 3 years i mean and because of the weakness and so i was just very very um very grateful to the lord and in the book of Acts, in chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, it actually speaks about a lame man being healed. It's in, in verse 1, it starts off reading, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Now this man, on a um, this man who was, uh, looking at Peter and John, his uh, he had a, a sense of expectancy that he was going to receive something, and he also had faith that he was going to receive something. Now, in his mind, or in his, you know, he was thinking that he was going to receive money or maybe something else that he needed, but he had no idea that he was going to receive the greatest gift of all. Let's continue reading in verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This says right here that immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. My feet, my legs, my ankle bones, my muscles all receive the strength. It wasn't immediately. It was progressive as I was climbing the stairs, but it was it was eventually done to where it all had strength. 
and I was I was healed. Now, as I mentioned before, the people at this church that I had visited several times in my wheelchair had seen me in my wheelchair, and they they were there, and they saw that the instant transformation from from wheelchair to walking with complete strength, which came about eventually, not instantly, but as I as I climbed the steps in faith and back up and down. And and these people were amazed at what God had done. I was literally a sign and a wonder to them. And signs and wonders are are are, are a dinner bell for the lost. I've heard it often said that that we're, it's it's a sign to the lost that Jesus is real, that He's alive. And it says in verse nine, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Just like they were filled with wonder and amazement for what they had seen happen to me at that night in church. And that was over, my goodness, maybe seven years, maybe longer than that. And that's the power of God right there. So I'm just, I just wanted to share that a lot of testimonies. And, you know, in the book of Revelation, it said that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So be sure and, and give your testimony to people, even if they've heard it a lot. So um, even if they've heard it a lot, just give it because it, there's power, as as Dr. Frank Summerall was saying, there's power in our testimonies and in what God has done for us. So just remember that. Now, I want to go ahead and I want to give you the call in the number that you can call into the studio with, and that is area code 646-668-2093. That is area code 646-668-2093. If you have any prayer requests, any testimonies, any comments, any questions, Feel free to call them in or you can email us at firetalkradio, the number two, at yahoo.com. That is firetalkradio, the number two, at yahoo.com. And that's spelled F-I-R-E-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O, two, at yahoo.com. And I wanted to play for you, I wanted to let you know about about a school at uh, a Bible college uh, where I went to Bi- I went to Bible college for two years. It's an awesome college, really anointed. And um, I'm going to play a quick promo for you. It's about a minute roughly. So I'm going to play it for you real quick and you can get an idea of what the, what the Bible college is all about. On the east coast of Florida's Kennedy Space Center launching shuttles into outer space. 
right here in Tampa, Florida. The west coast of Florida is a launch pad launching revivalists into the 21st century around the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you feel the call of God on your life, now we've got two schools here, the one called the River Bible Institute, the other one, the River School of Worship. And if you feel called to preach the gospel, the River Bible Institute is for you. If you're called in the music ministry and worship, the River School of Worship is for you. So don't put it off for another day or month. Sign up today. So there you have it. If you feel like you have the call of God on your life, feel free to call 813-971-9999 or you can call 1-866-857-4837. And also there's a new a new school they have is a River School of Government uh launching people out to help in that in that area and in that call, those who feel called to that ministry as well. So just a quick little side note commercial there to let you know of the school there and what's going on there. Now in Proverbs eighteen twenty one it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit or will eat the fruit thereof. Now, God gave us the authority to to speak life into situations, to speak things into existence. Because in the book of Genesis, God spoke, it speaks of God said, God said, God said. If If you look in there, you'll see in the book of Genesis where God is speaking things to existence and just by his very... His very um, word. Now, a couple of weeks ago, about maybe about maybe three weeks ago, uh, we're att- I was attending a conference and we were I was riding home with some other ladies, and we had come across uh, a. Well, you know, we're driving and she's wondering why everything is so slow. In the lane, and we realized there was an accident, so she veered to the right some to get out of the way. And instinctively, I guess it was instinctively, uh, I was in the, you know, I got the flesh and I covered the, you know, my eyes. And I said, oh, I don't want to see it. And and I was, I don't know, I guess I was being sensitive and I shouldn't have. But anyway, and she says, oh, my goodness, somebody got hit on a motorcycle and they're on the ground. They look like they're dead. And all of a sudden, on the inside of me, in my spirit, it it raised, you know, I, I just felt like the Holy Ghost said, stop, go and pray for them. And so I asked the lady, we stopped. Um, uh, as soon as we could, we pulled into a place and we stopped. And I literally, I got up. And I got out of the car, and I kept saying, "I gotta, I gotta pray for him. And I gotta, you know, pray for him to get raised, or maybe I gotta raise him from the dead, or something like that." Anyway, I started to run as fast as I could, and I ran because the ambulance and the police had not got there yet. The, the accident must have just happened. He must have just got hit by the car. So I, I ran as fast as I could because I knew. 
if if the am if I did not get there before the ambulance or the police or anything like that, then I would not be able to pray for him because technically I would be in the way. <laughs> so I would not be allowed to, to pray for him. They'd say pray for him at a distance. So anyway, I I ran. It was a pretty dark street. It was it was dark enough and. Uh, all the while I'm I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, please don't let me get hit by anything and please let me get there before the ambulance and the police so I can pray for him. And I felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost so strong that my whole body was shaking and trembling under the power of God. As I'm running, as I got there, my whole body was just shaking. I got to the side of the scene and the the motorcycle the front part of it the, the, you know it was it was obviously messed up it was it was down the man he seemed unresponsive there was blood on you know on the ground coming from his head i wish to god he would have wore a helmet maybe if he would have worn a helmet then he probably would have maybe just not had any head injuries and walked away with maybe whatever else was going on with him but just please if you if you ride a motorcycle drive a motorcycle please wear a helmet i'm just asking you just for your own sake because you just never know what could happen um god forbid that anything should happen but you just never know and i don't say that condemningly for this man who who was in the motorcycle accident but I, I just say it and, and ask that uh, that you just wear one because I wish he would have had one on. There would be probably no blood coming from his head if he had one on. If if I understand this correctly, um, the person that that fought to have um, the uh, helmets uh, motorcycle helmet it, it not be a mandatory law. Um, who 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 just uh, fought against that, you know, for it to be mandatory, for it to be a law that you had to have your helmet on, just like you had to have your seatbelt on. From what I understand, um, it was a woman, and she was celebrating her victory by driving her motorcycle without a helmet enjoying the the wind in her hair and all that stuff and she crashed and she died and they said had she had the helmet she would have lived and that's pretty sad so anyway i i got to the scene and um the man his you know he's bleeding from his head and and um so and there was a lady uh, at a car that was not far from his body, and there was another car on the other side. It was like four, it was like four streets. Like if you look at it like a cross or a plus sign, so there's a car coming this way and that way. There's like four, you know, just like a plus sign of streets there. So the man, he was laying there, and there was another guy standing over him. And the man, to me, he looked unresponsive, but everything happened so fast, but he was unresponsive, and I got there. And as I said, the anointing was so strong that my whole body was shaking. And I just, it was like the Holy Ghost just turned me around, and and I said, in the name of Jesus, you will live. And I 
pointed my finger at that man laying on the ground. And I said it again. In the name of Jesus, you will live. And I pointed it at that man. And all of a sudden, his body started jerking. And his hands were, were, were just swapping. Up, like He was like a fish out of water all of a sudden, like for a couple of seconds. And, and he turned his eyes to look at me. And the man that was standing over him, I think, was involved in the accident somehow. Whether or not he had hit him, I don't know. But he was like, you, you need to go do that over there. And he was pointing to the other side of the street um, where there was grass or something. He was very agitated. And obviously, because he was more than likely involved in the accident. But another thing, here I am, I'm using the name of Jesus Plus, I come out of nowhere, and I'm, I'm, you know, he, he was not expecting me, but I was disobeying what the Holy Ghost told me to do was to go speak life over him. And so he was very, very agitated to the point where he looked like he was going to hit me, haul off and deck me. So I, I was, okay, I'm not going to stress this guy out anymore. I'm just going to back, back away. And I'm going to go stand in the grass, and I'm going to keep praying for him. So I did. I, I backed up into the grass, and I saw my, I, my two friends there, and they were praying for the man as well. And we prayed and prayed and prayed until the ambulance got there, believing God that that he was going to live and be healed. And the lady that was one of the ladies with me, she asked me, if I had, if I had uh, had him say the prayer to receive Jesus, and I explained to her, I said I didn't have a chance because the man standing over him had, um, you know, the man standing over him had had uh, had literally told me to go the other side because he was very very agitated, and so. But I didn't I didn't feel led in my heart. I mean, I didn't feel at that point uh, that wasn't the, the, the most pressing issue. Um, to me, it wasn't the most pressing issue that I felt in my spirit to, to pray for this guy. The most pressing issue for this gentleman, for me, was to speak life into him. Was he dead when I got there? I don't know. Was he unconscious? I don't know. All I know is is that I I prayed what the, what the Holy Ghost told me to pray, and and the man's reaction afterwards, and I had a peace in my heart that this man was going to be okay, and after I prayed that prayer, after I commanded him to live. There, I felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost so strong flood that whole entire place. And the peace of God I could feel just came over that man laying there that had been hit by a car, the, the man on the motor, that had been on the motorcycle. And I felt that peace. And after that peace is when that, that man looked, he turned with his eyes and looked at me. And I wish the other man had not, you know, 
shooed me away, but I did what I needed to do, and I believe that that the Holy Ghost took it from there. And there's no telling this side of eternity what was accomplished with that act of obedience. But I'm I'm glad that I did it, and knowing that that you know I was a bit when I was in the flesh. And I was in the car and we were driving by. I was a bit squeamish. I was in the flesh and covering my eyes. And, oh, I don't want to see this. But then, as I've said, the Holy Ghost took over the anointing. And he gave me the grace to do that. Normally, I might be a bit squeamish about the blood coming out of the head and all that. But it was like I, it was like I wasn't even there. It was like I was watching myself. It's like I just gave the Holy Ghost control. And so there are things in our lives that we we think we cannot handle, but we actually can handle them, not in in and of our own strength, but by the grace of God. He gives us and equips us with the grace that we need to do the assignment, what he wants us to do. And... Because we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. So I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful that I, that I stopped. I'm grateful that I was obedient. Very grateful. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just really, really, really grateful about that. And so I, I wanted to share that to you. I mean, that was a powerful, powerful testimony about about that man. And uh, I want to give you the number again for the studio that you can call in live. It is area code 646-668-2093. That is area code 646 646- Six six eight two zero nine three, and we're gonna go to another, just another short commercial break, and it's going to be actually a quick prayer for you. So I'm gonna play this. It's about three minutes and twenty eight seconds. So you be blessed by this, and I'll be back in about three and a half minutes. My friend, I have a few questions to ask you. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that He has a great plan for your life? If today were your last day here on earth, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? If you answered yes, is that because you are a good person or is it because you attend church regularly? Have you ever heard that the Bible reads, For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also reads, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And it also reads, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friend, did you know that you are a whosoever? I'd like to say a prayer for you. Lord, bless my friend right now. I thank you that you are doing a quick work 
in my friend's heart. And Jesus, right now, make yourself real to my friend. If you haven't called upon the name of the Lord, I pray that you'll do so right now. Say this prayer with your heart and with your mouth out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the peace of God and the joy of the Lord. Give me a passion to reach the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. And Father, give me a holy boldness to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven and on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. My friend, when you asked Jesus to come into your heart and to forgive you, He heard your prayer and He forgave you. All your sins are now forgiven. And always remember to run to God and not from God because He loves you and has a great plan for your life. I would like to encourage you, if you have friends who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, make copies of this recording on CD and give it to them and let God change their lives in the same way He's changed yours. Regards, your friend. Hallelujah, amen, and amen on that one. And if you prayed to, if you prayed along with with the gentleman on that on that uh, audio right there with that prayer, then feel free to email us at firetalkradio the number two at yahoo.com. That is firetalkradio the number two at yahoo. And also you can call uh, the prayer line to the church that, that I attend, and that is 1-866-857-4837. That is 866-857-8537. So, and operators live, operators are standing by from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or from 11 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so, you but you can call in actually any time and, and somebody will, will be, uh, somebody will, you can press any kind of button and you will hear 
you will hear pre-recorded prayer. So say, for example, you need a healing touch or or something like that, or you need the fire of God, or you're having family problems or things like that, then you can just, you can call that number and you can push a button. If there's no live operators there, somebody will be, you know, some there. there's anointed on fire Holy Ghost people on the other end. Trust me, I've called myself and I have, I have, I've called when I needed something. There have been no live operators standing by. And I've, I've got the anointing. I've, I've received the anointing. It's like Dr. Frank Summerall was saying. We can, we can receive that anointing. You know, we can get healed on the internet or we can get, um, uh, we can get, uh, you know, if it's on the phone or if it's in person, laying hands on the sick, whatever the case may be. Because actually it it says in Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word, healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. So basically there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. So I don't I don't have to be in the same room as you or even in the same country or in the same the same state or whatever the case may be because there is no distance in the realm of the spirit I can send the word of God to you and you will be healed and set free delivered and whatever it is that you need I can send that word of God to you so that right there is is actually pretty exciting. So because there is power in the word of God and and with with God his word does not return void and all things are possible with him. And as Dr. Frank Summerall was saying, he God's word is the same yesterday, today and forever. So Excuse me. And I remember just just not long ago at at the beginning hour of this show that Dr. Frank was talking about about a man who had been healed from AIDS that God, you know, God used him to heal him from AIDS and to bring him into the kingdom. Well, one of our pastors tells the testimony quite quite frequently about how um of course I can't tell it like he tells it because he it's his testimony but I can I can I can let you in on it. He was, you know, he he, he lived of course he had a life before he was saved and and um anyway he come come out later he, he found out he had HIV AIDS. And he didn't know a lot about about the about the about the Christian world and all of that. And one time he he went to church. It was a Methodist church, and they were I think it was Methodist, and they were having a healing service. And uh, the the priest um, I think it was a priest that laid that uh, that anointed him with oil 
just like in James 5, 13 through 16, I'll go ahead and read it again. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So that was James five thirteen through 15. And I wanted to have you uh, pay attention to verse 14 of James 5, and that says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, that's, what they, that's exactly what they did with this pastor. They anointed his head with oil, and I guess in the, in the shape of a cross, and they prayed over him. Now, he thought that the that the uh, altar workers or the altar boys or the choir boys, he thought that they had nuked. They thought they, that he put the microwave, that they put the oil in the microwave because it was so hot on his forehead. And he's thinking, wow, they, they left it in there too long. This is really hot. Nobody put that oil in the microwave. That was the fire of God. That was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Praise the living Lord. It was the anointing, the fire of God, fresh off the throne from heaven. That was God touching him. And he 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 just knew and he received that that prayer that uh, his healing and later on uh, it was time for him to go get his T-cells count at the doctor and he told told the doctor that he was healed that he got prayed for and he was healed and and he wanted him to run another another test on him and the doctor thought I guess he lost it but anyway uh, he ran another test and come to find out he didn't have the HIV AIDS. There was no trace of it in his body at all. It was like he never had it. The fire of God burned it out of him. I want to pray right now for anybody listening that has HIV or AIDS, or you have a loved one that has HIV and AIDS. I send the word of God. Lord, you said that we could send your word and we and you sent your word and you healed us from all our diseases and delivered us from all our destructions. And right now I send your word to everyone who has HIV AIDS and I speak life over them. I curse that HIV AIDS in the name of Jesus. I command to shrivel up, die. I pull it up by the roots. I command to leave those bodies. I command those to go. Now, in the name of Jesus, I speak life. You said we could speak life, Father God, and I speak life over them. And there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And I thank you, Father God, right now, that for all the all the all the salvations and healings from the people that used to have AIDS or HIV. Because they don't longer have it because you just prayed through me and 
sent your word through me and delivered them from all their destructions and healed them from all their diseases. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you for the testimonies that we're going to hear about the people that have been healed. I thank you for using my vocal cords to send your word to heal them, Father. I thank you that I am nothing and that you are everything. And I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that these people are healed and made whole and that when they go back to their doctor, their doctor is going to be dumbfounded and and surprised at, at how the, there's no trace of AIDS or HIV in their body. And I thank you, Father. And I thank you for in Africa where there's epidemic of HIV AIDS right now, Father God. There's an epidemic all over. But especially there, Father, so many babies die of that and so many people. Well, I send your word there to them that this epidemic stop. And I thank you, Father, for giving them, for educating them. In, this, in these areas, and for helping them, and for healing them, for delivering them, for setting them free, for giving them wisdom, direction, and guidance, and, and tools, and, and, and prevention, and, and everything that they need for wisdom. And right now, Father God, we know that there's a Ebola, Ebola. I don't even know if I'm saying it wrong, but there's an Ebola epidemic right now, especially over there. It's it's reached the point of 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 proportion to where it is it has become a an emergency. So um so I just I just right now, Father God, I'm just I pray pray right now for that epidemic. I I pray for that for that for that plague to be to be to be stopped in the name of Jesus for that epidemic of the of the Ebola virus to be gone in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God. I I, I curse that Ebola virus in the name of Jesus. I command to go disintegrate in the name of Jesus. And the epidemic this this out of proportion and 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 the West African nations and in that area there, Father God, I just thank you right now for helping them. I thank you that that this Ebola virus is erased, eradicated, and done that there's no more death there, there's no more cases of Ebola virus that it's wiped off the face of the earth, and I thank you that in the name of Jesus. And we speak forth and send forth your word. I thank you right now that they are made whole and that there's no longer that virus. In the name of Jesus, I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise for it. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, I thank you so much, Father. I thank you so very, very much. And as... I feel led to pray for for the loved ones of Robin Williams, the comedian slash actor Robin Williams, who was found dead at the age of, I believe it was 63, it could be 68. Let me double check here. 
but um, he was very young. He was in his early 60s. He's 63. It is an apparent suicide. I guess it's not confirmed whether or not it's a suicide. But my heart goes out to him, his family, his his loved ones, the people left behind, and of course his fans that um, his fans that uh, that are. Um, that are 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 grieving his loss. Um, he impacted so many people with his he, how he made him laugh and Mork and Mindy Nano Nano. You know he's just a very funny guy. He can make you laugh and and make those different voices for for cartoons. And uh, so my heart goes out to to the ones left behind, to his loved ones, to to everybody. Um everybody affected by it and uh, you are the healer of the brokenhearted and uh, you are the and you bind up our wounds so we just i just pray for for those people for the brokenhearted in in regards to to robin williams and and i just pray and i i, I speak peace beyond their understanding that you help them during this time of mourning and grief. You are a comforter, Lord, and I thank you, and I speak peace beyond their understanding. And I thank you for it. I thank you for being there for them, Lord. I thank you, Father God, and I I give you, I give you glory for that. I, I thank you that you are our comforter because without you, and your comfort. I don't know. I don't know what what I would do. Uh, I I I don't know what a lot of people would do. Holy Ghost, because if we did not have you. I mean, Jesus said, "I I I go away, but I I'm sending one who is greater than I." Well, I I, I mean. Actually, let me rephrase it. He, he said, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you a comforter. And, the, you know, and that's the Holy Ghost. And I'm, I'm very grateful for you, Holy Ghost, that you're, that you're here with us. And you're just more than wonderful. We have about nine minutes left. Um. So I just want to let you know that if nobody has ever told you God loves you and he has a great plan for your life, and God forbid, my friend, if you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, I'm going to let you know the Holy Bible reads, we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you would like to make sure that you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. 
And I want to tell you right now, as a servant of Jesus Christ, I tell you right now, all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you so much. He has a great plan for your life. Now, I just, I feel led by the Lord after I just, we've been praying for uh, Robin, the family and loved ones and all affected by Robin Williams' death. That was an apparent suicide. And I just pray for those right now who are suicidal or depressed or oppressed and are thinking or contemplating suicide. I break the power of suicide right now. Jesus is above you. Your name is beneath Jesus. So at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. So I break your power, you suicidal power in the name of Jesus. I break your power. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I put the blood of Jesus over you. I render you harmless in the name of Jesus, the name above every other name in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for loosing your anointing and your comfort and your peace upon everyone who has been feeling that way and for breaking the power of that drug addiction, depression, alcoholism, and suicide, addiction, and pornography in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for that, Father God. I thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. I give you glory, praise, and honor, and I thank you so much. Now, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. With If you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire with evidence of speaking other, other tongues, tonight is your night. Just repeat after me to say, Jesus, you are the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm asking you to baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Now, when just whatever comes out of your mouth, just let it come out. Just open your mouth let, let, and just like you're going to speak, but don't speak in English. Don't speak in Spanish, whatever your native language is or any language you know. Just speak it out. Whatever the Lord, Holy Ghost fills your mouth with by faith. And on the count of three, one, two, three. Shokolababasa kalabasha kalabaretu. Shokolele la mase. E shokolela babasure. Ela makele la babasu. Ela babasaje. And just keep speaking out. That's it. Speak it out by faith, by faith. Keep going. There you go. And, and thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, if you didn't get it tonight, don't worry, because we've had testimonies about people who didn't get it when they first prayed, but they've been doing the dishes one day, and all of a sudden, out it came, and that they were taken by pleasant surprise, but they got the Holy Ghost and their, their prayer language. So, um, Now, remember, if you feel called, if you feel like you are called into the ministry, and you want to go to Bible college, there are scholarships available. Um, just uh, there, It's starting August 18th. So uh, call the uh, number I gave you earlier, 866-857-4837 or 
nine let them know you're interested in uh, applying for a scholarship and for further information about about um for further information about a scholarship about the school and so uh just just um uh you know just just let them know that you're you're interested and uh and that you would like to you would like some information on it, okay? So you can call those numbers and and they will they will get back to you as soon as possible. And once again, Fire Talk Radio two at yahoo dot com. And also, uh, if you we're looking to have more people follow us on our our blog page on blogtalk dot um, it's actually www.blogtalkradio.com slash fire talk radio, the number two. And just go on there and you can hit follow. Or you can actually go to um, fire talk and then the number two dot the initial T and the initial K. So that's fire talk radio two. Dot tk and we're also looking for more likes on on the fire talk radio page so we've got about two minutes and 15 seconds if you have any prayer needs at all you can email us at firetalkradio2 at yahoo.com but you can also let me know if you're interested in a scholarship or further information on the school of River Bible Institute, River School of Worship, or the River School of Government. You can email me for questions, prayer requests, comments, testimonies, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. And Father God, I just thank you right now for this time of fellowship that we've had together, this time of learning. I thank you for Dr. Frank Summerall. I thank you that you're you're propelling um, Adam into uh, other other avenues uh, that you want him to do for you. I thank you for all you're going to bless him with, Father God. I thank you for all of this. I thank you that you love us beyond our wildest dreams. And I thank you that you're here with us always, even when we feel alone. And I thank you that these that for these precious listeners that that have come together to listen tonight and will at later dates. So I thank you for them, Father God. In Jesus' name, I ask that you I speak blessings over them, prosperity, healing, everything that they need, and their desires be met according to your your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, for everyone listening, just to let you know, you are loved. You are valuable, and you are accepted in the beloved. And until we meet again next Monday at 8 p.m., don't forget tomorrow at 6 p.m. for the Bible study on the book of Daniel. You are loved. I love you. Jesus loves you. And until we meet again next week, peace be with you. You are loved. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved.
Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.